This week on the Push Ball Lays podcast, we've got to talk about dry scooping, informing our practice with foam rollers and possibly exercises you don't use at all anymore. Two, one, we're ready. Just done my dry scooping, Dan. Off we go. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Four Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, Bob? What's that like? The whole thing, the whole craze is like stupid, isn't it? What's that all about? I put it as number one to talk about right now, I guess. We're talking about it right now. Uh, also, just a quick question. You know, you, you know, if you if you didn't speak English and you were listening to this, would you like it dubbed or would you like subtitles on it? That's the real question. We're asking ourselves here. <laughs> you, can, you can't really have subtitles on an audio show, my friend. Exactly. Exactly my point. <laughs> exactly my point. You'd need it dubbed, wouldn't you, Tom? So therefore, to watch TV as well, it would be a better experience if you're watching it and it was dubbed. Okay. Because so... you don't need to see their lips moving, do you? you don't All need right, to we'll see put a poll that. out. We'll put a poll out. This, uh, this will just decide. Uh, yeah, obviously, Dan's a, a, I don't know, what I call you today? A caveman. Exactly. Um, so... I think we started on the foam rolling shit as well. <laughs> right, well, okay. No, actually, no, let's talk about this. No, let's talk about this quick because I want to make uh, a very, very distinct thing because I did a video today about fat burning workouts. I didn't know, like, yeah. um, no, that was it, fat burning zone. The fat burning zone, right? The fat burning now, zone. Now, my biggest issue right here with things like the fat burning zone is that technically, technically, there is one. But it's not what people think right and this is my issue with foam rolling i know like you there are certain times where it's beneficial right and there's some things it can be good for the problem is it doesn't do what people think it does much like the fat burning zone much like the fat burning zone if someone said to me is there one or not right i would say no because what people think the majority of people that I work with and all that sort of stuff and can help, they think that means that they're burning fat when they do that. And this is my issue with foam rollers. And this is why if someone <laughs> said to me, you know, you would you use one or not? If you had, you know, every session you either had to use one or you, or you didn't, for every single client I've worked with, I'd be like, waste of time. Because some people, majority of people, think that it's going to massage their muscles and make them more mobile. It's going to remove scar tissue and it's going to make them like into some sort of person that can do all these amazing Olympic lifts and all this sort of shit. That's what the majority of people actually think because that's how it's sold to them. We know five minutes on there, right, is actually probably for some people going to actually help. Right? Like you said on your on your Instagram, desensitization, kind of like getting... Mm. I suppose getting them into the mindset of training, you know, all these sorts of things and so whatever, right? The big, the, I get it. The, the big word there now. is is desensitization. So it's like having like I don't know, you know, you basically you go in your muscle or whatever join around that thing is could be sensitive or something. That's probably let's let's sensitive because the the knots for the, the better the lack of the better use of like a, what a term is muscle spindles believe it or not don't not you can't knot your muscle up no. um, becomes a little bit denser correct but they basically it becomes sensitive because it needs recovery more than anything else so 
using the foam roller, putting pressure on it, it desensitizes that area, possibly gets blood flow going, it possibly gets a little bit of fluid out of it, all this kind of stuff. So you are able to go and train with less sensitivity, basically, to that muscle group and able to train harder and probably get in better positions. No, you're wrong, Tom. Because uh, I I read that it, it, I read that it decreases DOMS and it, it basically eradicates DOMS. Yeah. Is what I've read, so and it elongates and it elongates muscles. So we know I think you're wrong, Tom. I think you're wrong. No, I think you're wrong, Tom. I think it's I think they're really. And do you know what I would do actually? I'd add some vibration in there because <laughs> actually that's going to be really beneficial because it definitely will. That definitely will enhance mobility. You can't say it. You can't say it doesn't, Tom. Oh my God, that's my issue with it, right? is my issue with all these things is it's is it's what the general public think they do. And the general public think that they can foam roll and then not have to do anything and just go and train. And that, that's their warm-up because it's like a massage. No, it's not. No, it's not like a massage. Stop being fucking It's cheaper. like, all right, okay. So obviously there's a process when obviously you see the foam roller and then people just go lift, okay? You don't see the process of we use, I'll use a foam roller so they, Dan's literally got one in his hand. I'm saying it, he I've has got one, one right here yeah. in my desk. I have so one, right? I'm not that pro- Because obviously, like, it was uh, Evie, I believe, asked me this question. Because obviously, and I got sent this post by uh, one of the lads from my protein that James Smith did about foam rolling. It was like, <laughs> James Smith PT yeah. here. Um, uh, this, you got to straight out. It will do absolutely nothing. <sighs> okay, cool. <laughs> trust, but the, the thing trust. is like it's like the, he the is thing... steering to his market 100 we know exactly that. that's the thing, that's the thing right funny. that's why he's not doing it from a real training point of view and and i would guarantee if james swift were to look at my session and be like all right but there's, there's the process and i'm using it for this i'm not trying to what he thinks it possibly let's say james smith is not the most advanced coach i've ever come across i'm not, i put that out there um uh, are you sure that. <laughs> i'm not going to rely on the fact that he's going to be like all right i'm going to take this guy for an athletic based program because that's when i start to use this and i kind of i recoil back and be like i can still put that through for every single person in the population but i'm going to desensitize certain muscle groups probably big ones then shock horror i go through some if for a better like that basically breathing control motor control and mobility so that's kind of motor control with motor control is basically moving a joint in a particular way that you want it to move okay but the foam rolling desensitizes the joint and muscle which are around that joint i want to start to use for control and then those are my prerequisites i actually do for like for <laughs> Dan, i make every one of my clients sit on a foam roller for uh, two minutes that's it but just because I, they've Charlatan. got prerequisites. Charlatan, you see that? Cookie cutter. Cookie cutter <laughs> trainer. Right because there. every single one of them has a, a sensitive area that I know that, that has this, to right, like, this, chill this out. This is the thing. Right, this is the thing, right? <laughs> if you, this, is, this is why, this is right. You're a good trainer. So you have a rationale for what you're doing. You have a rationale for what you're doing. I, I bet you could ask 90... Out of a hundred people that you're at PTs who use it for their clients, you ask them why you're doing that. 90 of 90, I'm gonna say 95 of them actually are gonna be incorrect on what they say. Yeah. And their They're rationale will be completely wrong. Um rationale will be completely wrong. Sell, I'm like, yeah, hundred percent completely wrong. And, and, and I'm like always like, I was literally instructing a new coach today. I was like, the, the words you use are really important here. 
I was yep. like, because there, then I think it's like you say, desensitization of muscle. We're getting mm-hmm. ready for moving, possibly like a little bit better, and we can elicit possibly, possibly short-term mobility, kind of like basically get rid of some restrictions and mobility range of motion. I was like, possibly. We don't know it for a fact because that person may have a mechanical issue that 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 doesn't allow them to do that. But we could, it could just because we've desensitized that area and the blood flow's gone possibly a little bit better then we can go into it but yeah it's just like all right my process is foam roll for like literally two minutes that's all it needs to desensitize like chill out but you can't do it in any other way (laughs) that's the only issue like i can't replicate that what i think through just kind of just mobilizing or doing stretching it doesn't happen um Mm -hmm. so that's why i use it and and just from i'm sorry i've, I've delivered over ten thousand hours of coaching that's a fairly big sample size and i've seen the benefit from not and doing it like i would say that the, and the benefit outweighs the the con of wasting those two minutes um yeah so then it's like all right i do that then i use some motor control and breathing patterns and floor mobility then i do standing mobility work that's just like split squats and all and lateral stuff basically moving that joint around that I possibly just used and then i go train it's just like all right we still got the process <laughs> and that takes 10 one. minutes got, it takes 10 I've got minutes another one. that's all it takes i've got i've got another one for you that i've i've done a i've done one of my little twitter things right i've done one of my little twitter things you know how to think yeah, yeah. and do you know what's pissed me off is that I started I don't know what it was I'm maybe on my explore page that's what I do a lot of research obviously on my explore page on Instagram because that's how I find shite information you ready for this one Tom you'll love this one I know you'll go off on this one yeah. so I read out what I put on camera actually let me read it out exactly what I wrote um because I think you'll, you'll I know you'll agree with this but I think you'll go off on one um <laughs> here we go right so it I basically put um there are no muscle activation exercises. If you can stand up, your glutes can activate just fine. You know, I can't, I hate, I can't stand it. I like, look, I think in a previous like beginner PT, I probably said these things. I probably said fire, activate, whatever. Right now I know better. It's my job to educate people. And I cannot stand it when I see people. And again, it's usually female trainers telling other females, <laughs> this is, this is, this is how to activate your glutes before you do a glute workout. No, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. You, you walked into the gym, your glutes are activated. Fine. They're just weak. They're just weak. You need to train them and train them hard. And there's no problem there. And it's the whole like firing as well. Oh, they're just not firing. They are firing. You're doing hip <laughs> extension. They're firing. I wouldn't worry about it. Like it's that whole thing of, just saying shit it's just saying shit that sounds good and it really frustrates me because like you said now we know better and and all that sort of stuff because again i would have said it i'm sure i would have said it in my very early years um because again i've been around physios that would have said it again sounds good you trust the physio physios know about this stuff they know more all this sort of thing (laughs) and as you as you as you getting more experience and as you kind of listen more and you actually know good physios like Alex, for example, they will tell you that, they, uh, that again. They him last week, lovely. That lovely. they don't yeah. use those words, right? They and I, because I sent it to him, and I was like, I'm going to piss some physios off, aren't I? Saying this, and he's like, Yeah, but none of the good ones. He's like, Exactly. <laughs> like, that's the whole point, right? <laughs> and it's this concept that if you have glutes that aren't firing in air quotes, they're just not strong. They're not yeah. strong. That's the problem. That's why your lower back hurts because your glutes are weak. You are weak, but, probably. Your body so is I, weak. I had this, so one of my clients, okay, so 
obviously he went to a physio and then um he had I a bet little he was bit of... went activating i bet they were yeah, so, and then obviously like alex has fortunately moved around the corner to me so yeah. now has all my referrals it's brilliant that isn't it um it's like i've got I'm clients like... in london i'm like oh thank fuck for that i know where to send them out. yeah <laughs> i'm just like yeah. you're going there um and then i actually talked to alex so i know what's going on and he can just ping me a message on whatsapp and like oh we have a little group together yeah. so much better shock that the disconnect yeah. between physio and trainer is massive and I mean, usually what happens is physio like if they have like they see one of um, my clients or something they they google me somehow and they look at look at my credentials and they go you know what you do i'm like mm, well i'm not a rehabber i'm a performance-based yeah. coach i was like yeah but <laughs> you, you sound it looks like you know what you're doing like you've, you've got yeah some good credentials and stuff i was like yeah I'd still want your help just because I would help you if you want to take someone from like, yeah, 40 to 60 mile an hour. You can get them from zero to 40. I need your help doing that bit. Like, stupid. Um, but yeah, so he came in. So it's, it wasn't so much of the, I was like, what did he say? He was like, yeah, so he said, I haven't got strong glutes. I was like, brilliant. Um, I was like, but this lad hadn't been training with me for that long, but he come with me the, the purpose to get better at tennis. And he's been training with me for like, nine months let's say um two three times a week but i would say if he'd been training with me for that long his glutes probably aren't that weak i probably have made him do some hip extension during the nine months that i've trained him um shock horror i have and um yeah i was like all right okay he said that in a bad way he was like yeah he was like i was like he means that like basically the little muscles on the side you are not good at glute abduction i was like hip abduction basically that's weak i could see that for 100 percent. but when you say glutes hip extension and i'm like no you're not weak i was like you're fine you're absolutely fine i was like i can get i can look i know because i haven't done that work with you yet with in terms of abduction and abduction of the hip and i know that's weak on you that was what mm. they should have said is like you're weak doing this way rather than mm. this way. It's like it's just a physio just gone, your glutes. And you're like, that here yeah. does fucking loads of shit. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we we in the mobility stability model, right? The hip is in both. It needs mobility yeah. and stability, believe mm. it or not. So it needs to it needs to work con like concentrically and isometrically. Like there's not many joints that do that. None, in fact, I would argue. Um, so it's like, all right, physio, if you're a physio that uses this term, look, your glutes don't fire or they're weak or something, get better bedside manner and explain That's the to thing. your client. It's, it's, it is that as well, isn't it? It's the bedside <laughs> manner kind of thing because it's that then becomes gospel because enough people have said it. Oh, I went to see a yeah. physio and they said my glutes weren't firing. Oh, my physio said the same thing about my glutes. And all of a sudden... It's the same like carbs, carbs make you fat. No carbs before yeah, marbs yeah, thing. Yeah. Before you, you know, it's that whole thing of like, everyone says it, about, everyone knows carbs are bad. I know they're not. About your legs not right. too fantastic moving that way, like straight yeah. line, rather yeah. than going You haven't way. strengthened your, yeah, you haven't strengthened your muscle doing this. So do more yeah. of that. That's do what they do. Again, like, with, like I said about <laughs> the bands and stuff, like if you're doing these movements with a little band and it starts to burn, it's like, okay, okay, that's great. And it might help you feel it a bit more. And you now know where that muscle is, my muscle connection and stuff, but they don't use these terms. It, if you think, oh, my muscle's not activating. It's like, no, I can get someone really strong glutes doing resistance band work like that. And they're still going to burn 
<laughs> they're not strong. Probably burn like, more because they know where it is and they're all over. Yeah, it, it's right? just that whole yeah. thing of like it's it's that it's almost a graduation that people are physios again. Like Alex is the exact opposite. Is that they're scared of, of getting people strong of like lifting weights and going no you're just weak like just get stronger. Whereas like from Alex's work you know that you put some under a barbell as soon as they can they're well not barbell necessarily but you know what I mean barbell dumbbell they're lifting load cool, they're doing right? they're doing they're doing movements that are going to get them strong because ultimately we break down and and, and injure ourselves because we're weak. Yeah. We're weak like footballers in their hamstrings they're weak hamstrings. Yes, there's elements of football that require to be more eccentric and, and, and lengthened, but I know, and you know, it's because they don't ever fucking train them with any load. <laughs> yeah. So oh, that's the well. reason. Then, and yeah. it's Weak hamstrings, that, that used to be the big thing, wasn't it? And we're like, great, okay, cool. Yeah, Can it's, we do the same with, non, it's the same with... Non-hip work, please. Can we do some, like, direct, like, <laughs> knee flexion work, please? Nah. Yeah, we'll do some... <laughs> let's do some... No, let's do some single-leg RDLs in the warm-up body weight. That'll be enough. Yeah. That'll just stretch <laughs> and act, yeah. that'll, act, that'll activate the hamstrings. That's what they used to say. Um... <laughs> But it's, you see it the same in you see it the same in people that rotator cuff injuries, common rotator cuff injuries in, in people in the gym. Not strong enough. Your shoulder oh, yeah, is yeah. not strong enough to hold that position. It's nothing to do with the fact they're not been activated or that, you know, doing a warm-up like this where you flail your arms around like a chicken, it's not gonna do anything, <laughs> mate. It's not gonna do anything because you're not strengthening them. You're not strengthening the, the joint. And it's it's that whole thing for me, is it's 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 any injury is just because you're weak and you've put your muscle in a position where it's not strong enough, the weight you're lifting too much and it's gone, fuck you. And it's gone. I'm not doing this. I'm going to, I'm going to stop yeah. you doing it. So I'm going to tell you you're in pain. That's what it's, it's done. The whole, it's the whole thing, it's right? We, we, we discuss this sometimes. It's like, what's better in terms of flexibility, mobility and strength. And like mobility should be the ability to hit your like end range in under control. <laughs> Thing, and that, that is that. in terms of being like weak um, and not being able to control something. So they're like, oh yeah, I can get that. But if you can't control it, but I'd rather be stiff and really strong. I think, I don't know. Well, this the thing I'd is like, I stiff. think, I think with, with those three things though, Tom, like I would argue that strength and training for strength can get you those other two things. You can get more mobile oh, yeah, and you I'm, get more I'm flexibility. Saying, I'm, saying, I'm but, saying mobility comes from both is a conjunction yes, yeah. of both. I think, mo I think mobility is misconstrued as flexibility when flexibility is actually just passive range. Yeah. And, you just and this is the thing is like, flip. but but if you were doing strength, you would improve both those oh, things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, but if you were doing it, flexibility, it, it was, you wouldn't so, improve your strength. You wouldn't. So, like, you just couldn't so do it. It's so funny. You know? on, the, on the CFSC, obviously, I did a little bit of stuff, like coaching and stuff like that. Even the lads there, Kevin and um, Thingy. Um, can't remember his name. Jesus, lovely. That's really nice of you, Tom. Brilliant. Steve, yeah. Steve, thank you. Okay, Steve Bigelow, go for it. Um, yeah, even on that, and I fortunately could uh, do every single motor control flexibility exercise and mobility exercise to its full capacity. Like, oh, wow. Like some of the coaches are like, how did you do that? I was like, I've just strength trained for 10 years solidly. <laughs> That's yeah. it. I was like, I would not say, like, in terms of, like, overhead, so, so Stephen, like I said, he's been training probably a similar amount of time as me. He's, he was like probably delivered about 10,000 sessions, but he was like, I've had four to five people ever like be able to press overhead. That's because my boy has this slightly strange way of like nobody presses overhead kind of thing. And I was like, mm, we could change this very quickly and we can get probably about 20, 30% to press overhead because it's yeah. just a bilateral unilateral argument that I had with him. Um, 
And then, yeah, I was just like, because you can do the same, right? You're like, get somebody on the floor or get them on a wall and doing a floor angel or a wall angel properly and then uh, get back mm. to me and see how many people can actually go overhead. It's insane. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just think it, I just think it's that whole thing of like, again, it's, it's a lot of people trying to really miss, um, no, they're just trying to complicate a, a very, um, and, and they, and they lead, that's what I was going to say. It leads to a lot of misunderstanding around what's, what's necessary and useful, but there are honestly so many benefits to strength training and being strong. I can't, we can't even go into it. Again, like I just said about mobility, flexibility, like I'm more flexible and mobile now after all this training. I remember doing the FMS. I remember not being able to get an active straight leg raise up straight. <laughs> not, I couldn't get it straight up like that. Now I can without even trying, without even trying. Cause I'm, I've strength trained. I can squat full range. I can do RDLs full range. I've trained myself in these, these positions. And again, like not only that, but also you see a lot of bodybuilders who aren't mobile, right? So this is the other argument is, oh yeah, but a lot of bodybuilders aren't mobile. No, because they train in one plane of motion and they just yeah. train for their muscles to get, get bigger. That's their function. They don't give a shit about how they move. They don't do reverse lunges. They don't do single leg RDLs. They don't do half these things, Right. And that's the difference maker. That's the thing that will enable you to do all this sort of stuff when you combine it with those movements. Um, and, and I think it's, it's just lost on a lot of people that it's fundamentally to, to move well and all this sort of thing is very, very basic. And a lot of the problems that we face in terms of pain, in terms of injuries, in terms of all these things are usually resolved with being stronger, get stronger in a variety and, uh, of movements. Desensitizing the muscle. And always foam roll. <laughs> foam roll first. It's a complete waste of time. But, um, but yeah, like this is the thing is like it's all these little minutia things though that people pick up on. So like the whole fo whole foam roller debate, right? That like we just had. Uh, it's it's a it's a moot point if you're not training with any intensity through it with any sort of load for any full range of motion. It's but but people focus on that and they go, oh yeah, it's because I'm not foam rolling. That's why so I'm not able to increase my strength. I'm not no, because you're a pussy. It, yeah, no, you're, like, why, you're not training why hard the enough. Mobile, why isn't the foam roller making me more mobile? And I'm like, you've got you've got a saw over there, like to cut this bit of wood, but you're gonna carry on with this tiny little knife. Yeah. Like, no, it's no, just that go, whole use, thing, go right? use the fucking yeah. tool that's meant for it. Like go use yeah. strength training. Don't try and look for these answers when you're you're asking the wrong question. Like the knife is used for cutting food. When you get some food, do that. Um, yeah. that that's what annoys me about the foam roll argument and what James Smith had been spouting around because he's he he for himself is looking at the wrong answer for the question that the foam roller is asking. Like it's like Mm. All right, fucking hell. Just maybe you, maybe you reload the question somehow. He could, yeah, because because he could have caveated, he could have caveated it and said, um, you know, what does it do for my flexibility, yeah, or yeah. or whatever, you know, the the thing that people think it's. He, for. He could have just know. gone below like, anecdotally. Do you do you feel a little but, bit probably but, better when you come I, off it? I'd also argue though. I, I agree with him to a, to an extent because I'd argue that the people that are going to use it that, that were going to follow him. Again, it is fucking pointless because they don't yeah, know correct. what they're doing. They, they, don't, know they don't know how to desensitize their muscles or all that sort of stuff, but they're not training hard enough. Like that's the reality of the situation. They just don't weight train. They don't push themselves through a four-inch emotion, all that sort of stuff. So I, I'm inclined to agree. If I had to agree or disagree, and again, I this I've started doing this a lot recently, actually, massive massive um segue is that <laughs> rather than saying it depends, because that's what it, it does depend on mo so many things in fitness. I've started thinking about it more from no, for people that I work with, for my niche, I'm going, I give the answer and go, no. And for me, like with that one, foam roller or not, don't worry about it. 
my niche don't worry about it don't fucking worry about it go in and train hard once you're squatting one and a half your body weight deadlifting two times body weight benching your body weight and you're feeling really really good you've noticed huge changes let's talk let's talk once you're there don't worry about it until then it's not gonna it's not gonna not gonna matter there you go that's what i've started asking lovely big big debate before we got started um all right well I'll, I'll take the foam rolling thing out of my uh, notes because we've, we've covered that now. So it Wait, depends. Should we cover it enough depth? Have we covered it enough depth? <laughs> Do you think we need to go a little bit longer on it? I don't know. No. Like I did a post ages ago on it. Go scroll down my feed. Like I, I said what it was for, what it's not for. Obviously I teach it in the PT core because it's good practice. I'm teaching best practice. And for the people that you might need it for, then use it. If you don't want to do it, then don't do it. If you don't really like it, don't do it. It doesn't matter. That's about, like, we'll talk about this later, is informing practice. I'm not, I'm not telling you exactly what to do. I'm informing you of what you could be doing, okay? And yeah. you take the nuts and bolts out. What resonates with you? Don't become Correct. a purist. Fuck me. Um, then you get down rabbit holes and echo chambers. Nobody wants to be there, Dan. Um, no, you don't. All right, we've got a protein bar review. We've obviously got to talk about scooping uh, because it's it's insane. Um, it's a, it's the old TikTok 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 o'clock, my right. friend. I'm going to say um, this: if there's a trend and it's on TikTok, it's bullshit because it's on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, yeah, what we what we can do? So I've, I've listed here, and you can come up on the on the fly because it was, it's interesting about like, obviously the foam roller argument and whether you use it or not. And there was a one in the My Protein group. Um, and I, I, I might write on it in a bit, like later tonight, because I am a designated, because you can do that now. Have you designated people in your, um, your groups as a group expert? No. Oh, no. So I am a group there isn't expert. Any, there isn't any in our group, I don't think. <laughs> group ex, apparently an expert in uh, the My Protein group. But it was, um, it was a question on rack pulls um, as an oh, exercise yeah. and whether you program them on or do you use them? Like a lot of trainers apparently bash this person for using them. I guess it depends on whatever. A lot of form police, it? Form police hate it. Yeah, a lot form of police go um, for it. So let's, uh, basically, I've decided we'll just write down um, because in, in light of you going yes or no for my demographic, for the people I speak to and what I believe, yes or no, we'll go down that mm. route. Um, and I've written five, five exercises that you don't program and use anymore that you once did and now you're better. Or you just like, no, fucking for my demographic, these don't really work. So I've written my five. Um, but you can either weigh in on them and say yes or no. But yeah, I'll add some to it. Yeah, I'll add some to it, yeah. I think. So I think that'd be interesting. So stick around. There could be five to ten, depending on how uh, much Dan decides to think. Might be somewhere in the title. Lovely, mate. So we've got protein bar, and then we'll uh, we'll just start, like, snorting them, probably. I don't know. Are we doing one or two? No, well, it's been, you probably felt left out from last week. You, can you taste yet? Yep. Well, some things I can't taste. Any quite things that are acidic. So apples, I've noticed what I eat. Apples and coffee, and they're usually things I eat I can't taste at the moment, and that's really depressing. That's quite depressing. In fact, I can't taste coffee. Fuck me, it's annoying. Right, that this one, is a Snickers, yeah. Snickers Protein Crisp. Just done that. They've got all the Snickers variations, haven't they? So they've got a crisp. So I don't think it's gonna be very good. I've had a Snickers out Crisp, and I I was deeply disappointed by Snickers Crisp. In, Were you? I in, quite like them. In the normal world, yeah, the normal world ones, mm. not the protein world. I was quite saddened, not saddened, but I was just like, Meh, it's a bit boring. 
all right, I'm going to go for, so you got a Snickers one. I'm going to go for this one then, the uh, bar one block mm. of Krispies fudge brownie crunch bar, which is, um, I mean, Dan didn't even go for the macros, so nobody knows what he's eating. He could be so basically, this bar. is a 20 grams of protein, 217 calories. It's better than the normal Snickers protein bar. Oh, the crisp does add something to it, but it's all right. It's all right. I'd eat it again. I'd eat that again. So I'm going to keep that for after dinner. I've got dinner soon. I've, I've opened this also, one. Like, what? You didn't look impressed when you opened it. Um, I, I just realized that I'm going to have a whole new world of protein bars in Dubai. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus. You don't have to send them home. Yeah. Send them home. Send them to me. Right. And I've also got, uh, I'm sure people have had this. I haven't tried it yet. So that's why I want to try it now. Is the Battle Bites glazed donut, glazed sprinkled Ooh. donut. If this doesn't taste like Krispy Kreme, I'm going to be devastated. <laughs> so I've got this 220 calories, 20 grams of protein. It's, I made that, that face because it's, it smells like, you know, when you open a packet of Cocoa Pops. Oh, yeah. That smell that comes out mm. it smells like that. Oh, and I was okay. like, oh, that's interesting. It's quite intense, right? If you were into a packet of Cocoa Pops. Yeah. yeah. So what's that another, is that another one? 220 calories, 20 grams of protein, roughly. Again, a pretty standard protein bar numbers. Mm. Isn't it? Yeah. Is he impressed or not? That's the real question. All right. Mm. All um, right, he says. Nothing to write home about. The crispies aren't crispy enough. No, oh, it's a pain, isn't it? Yeah, no, the Krispies and the Snickers were crispy, to be fair. I'll give them that. I will give them that. Just the thing I do like bit. about the Battle Bites is that they do come in two different, two two bits. I do like that. Yeah. I've had I've had worse, but I've had better on the bar one. It's definitely donut. It's not hard, and it's not rock solid like I thought it was going to be, so that's good. And it is basically a lot of, like, Cocoa Pops mashed together and then some chocolate stuff. Um, so you've got... Is that an actual donut or? No. It's a bar. Right. I'm probably I'm gonna go with something that a lot of people have had probably as well is the USN trust protein filled cookie. I'm undecided about this. USN filled cookie. 20 grams protein. Wanna bars or whatever. Wanna? Wanna. Looks like a cookie. Smells all right. Doesn't smell like chocolate. No, it's not good, that one. Our bites have been, no, it's all right. Again, it's edible. If you force me to eat it, I'd eat it, it's fine. But I expect better. I'm honest. Just like a caramel bar. There you go. Tom looks impressed by his. Mm. Right. It's not awful. How is it compared could... to the pancakes? Uh, prefer the pancake. Um, mm. The pancakes are just the the macros are better. These this is two hundred and sixty three calories for twenty grams of protein. Uh, and it needs when it's when you're up there, it needs to be as good as. Um, yeah, protein pantry, right? That's that's yeah. a give or take what they're about. Oh, 
yeah and it's not it's it's a good um like a doughy cookie it's not a hard cookie so that's quite nice Mm. so i'm enjoying that but it's it's just yeah it would be better if it wasn't chocolate it smells a bit weird okay i know i don't know why i don't know what it smells like my immediate four and this is really odd um i grew up near farms and mm. it's not a good smell then is it it's not I know. A good smell, though, is it? <laughs> yeah the smell of like the silo being done if anyone knows that put in like packaging that's mm. that's what it smelt like when i opened the packet and i was like that's odd that's that's odd yeah that's mm. not a good it's not a great smell so i don't know why i keep smelling it i'm like maybe it's taking me back yeah um, i'd probably yeah. Stop it, <laughs> yeah and it's got mm, no now yeah. i've also had Both. the aftertaste for about a minute. Oh, he's not happy about not, that. I'm having to something that you have to wash the aftertaste away. And probably not fantastic. Yeah. Um, what kind of code is that by the way? Vanilla. Zero. Vanilla. Is vanilla zero? Yeah. Oh, it's Different a nice cans. packaging. Yeah, yeah that's why I know. I'm just been saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think both of those that I had were, were good. Not not like amazing or great, but you know, they're good. They're good if you had a variety box, have those in them, you wouldn't be too disappointed. But I wouldn't buy a whole box of them, that's how I kind of gauge it. I wouldn't buy a whole box of them to eat. So, we're getting to the point of these protein bars now because obviously we buy we sometimes buy big variety boxes, and there's just ones I don't really want. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's like the the, the, I don't know in the celebrations or the miniature heroes, it's like the bounties are left. It's like, great, yeah, okay, I've got to pick through some bounties right now that I really don't want. Um, it's not great everyone knows the bounties left I did have a housemate who loved bounties and was like are you joking it's just weird I'm like they're disgusting it's just weird when someone the worst when someone loves when someone loves bounties it's just like a bit weird I don't mind people who eat them just because they're there or whatever that's different if people like love them he would quite actively pick them over a teasers yeah like I know people who don't really like the teaser and I'm like what it's not like tonight. He actively like buys like a four pack of bounties and puts them in this like cupboard. Oh, you know, no. I, I live with him. No. I was like, that is weird. Didn't realize people no. bought bounties. Oh, gross. Oh, sorry, that's weird. That's weird behavior. Sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't right. trust that person. No, I don't. Um, former friend. Um, so, scooping, Daniel. So, the TikTok craze, uh, BBC News, obviously. I think Phil Lerny shared it around, didn't he? He's quite angry, man. Um, <laughs> uh, the doctors alerted the dangerous dry scooping workout trend. Do you want me to resend it to you, Daniel, so you have the, the article? Oh, you I've can do, but I, I think I saw it, but um, put it in the old chat. I'll, I'll send it in the old Zoom chat, shall I? There we go. So I've got it. I mean, it's, 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 again, it's this whole thing of like common sense isn't common, is it? It's just not common. So common let's, let's talk common. us through. So the powder should be mixed with water to make a drink. Shock. Oh, doctors are being warned about a dangerous pre-workout trend called dry scooping that some gym goers are doing. It involves eating powder supplements neat rather than diluting them in water as recommended by the manufacturers to make the drink. So researchers who are giving a talk at the U.S. Medical Conference are worried young teens may try it, spurred on by a flurry of internet videos of the fad. They scan TikTok, counting the millions of likes. 
It's just natural selection at work. Let yeah, do yeah. It. That's literally what you just said. You sent to me straight away when I said it let to him, you. Right? Let you them do like, it. Like, let them do it. <laughs> if someone does that and they choke to death on it, like, then we've we've seen like spoof videos i think when we we were probably a little bit younger maybe of like people like doing that with protein powder right and then like like not being able to breathe yeah yeah and then i've you've done it like i think i don't know whether i've done it like i think i've like as a dare like had a spoonful of uh instant coffee just to see, like, what, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I've done that. It's like the cinnamon yeah. challenge, isn't it? It's like the yeah, cinnamon, yeah, challenge. cinnamon challenge. It's not a good thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think on this article, aren't they sort of going more into like the whole like, oh, it's bad for like, caffeine. Like, it's bad the caffeine, the caffeine hit and the caffeine dosage. Well, you're gonna get that. You need you're the gonna water. drink it. <laughs> yeah, you're going to drink it all in anyway with water, mate. So, fucking up. I think they're but, um, saying that the caffeine dosage would be diluted by the water somehow. And I'm like, you're still, you're still taking on the amount of caffeine. Like, uh, I'm sorry, but, like, if that's in the news, we're fucked. If that's, the, if that's yeah, making yeah, the news, yeah. right, that was a slow day for the news, I think, that one. <laughs> I'll be honest. I just don't get it. I'm just like, is this really newsworthy? Is this Favorite really... to talk about. Um... <sighs> Weird. gaming analyze a hundred videos people use doing it um 30 people dry scooping just don't i don't uh, it's obvious there must they, yeah as they must be doing this as a dare surely that well, is I, I know there are there are online fitness influencers that that before they train will just do the scoop bit of water mix it in the mouth and drink it like yeah you know it's just not an issue. I just don't get it. Like, again, it's on the fucking news. And then, yeah, I like the the levels of caffeine in these products vary from the equivalent of about one to over three cups of coffee. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. Great. Crack on. Do you want to actually know how many milligrams of caffeine for you to have some sort of effect? Yeah. Coming right. from someone who's probably, as they've written the article, had three coffees anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It's quite strange. Like we work out, like what's the what's the dosage per like kilo of milligrams? Between four of to six milligrams for an ergogenic effect. Between four to six milligrams. Yeah. So that means if you're eighty kilos, you're going to need around four hundred milligrams. It's five milligrams per per kilo of to get an ergogenic benefit, which is performance. Yeah. Benefit. Performance. You'll feel benefit. more alert. You can have two hundred milligrams and feel alert, but to actually get an actual performance benefit is that. It's about up there, which equates to how many cups of coffee, Daniel? When it's poor, is it about 80 to 100-ish per cup of coffee? Yeah, it's about four cups, I think, something like that. Yeah, Three, four cups to get that. So, yeah, quite a lot. And people were like, astounded that I have three coffees a day. And I'm like, yeah, it's about normal for me. Like, bear in mind, I'm up at six. So, yeah, <laughs> I've got to somehow fuel myself throughout the day with some sort of stimulant. And I get a little bit like, ooh, but I, there is sometimes some circumstances I don't. I only have like one or two, and I'm like, oh, I'll have a tea, lovely. Um, but yeah, oh, it's interesting. Basically, if you're listening to the podcast, you realise you're not going to be dry scooping. But we thought we'd highlight it to you anyway because um, there are idiots that are doing it. If you know somebody who's dry scooping, then let us know. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Unbelievable. Oh, it's unbelievable. We know that. Oh, yeah. Get 
Stop them dry scooping. Start them foam rolling. Again, like um, I said, it's on it's on TikTok. Do you know what I mean? That says everything. If you're on TikTok yeah. and you're doing it and watching that shit, then I mean, if you're influenced by that, then that's uh, that's on you. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna go into it. Okay, so this is just from about of like like I said, I reckon. Between me and you, Dan, we've been coaching humans to physically move for about, what we, over, what we, like 20, 25 years now combined. So there oh, are, it, our, yeah. our practices have changed. That is not each, FYI, let's, let's divide it into. Um, <laughs> there will be a, a point where we might be there. Um, but yeah, so there will be changes in our practice, 100%. With it throughout that whole like uh, modalities and different things you've been doing and how you've been doing, but right now I would I would say since pre-COVID, let's say that it's a good span of time, and we've probably written some programs in that time. Exercises that you don't particularly, so you haven't really programmed from then to now, and you've taken out of your programs that you no longer see a benefit for for your clientele so i'll go right in there because it, it didn't irk me with that post that was in the my protein and i i will make a comment just because everybody else is agreeing with her and i'm gonna go and disagree um and being the resident group expert it's gonna be annoying um <laughs> rack pulls i have not programmed rack pulls since i do not work with powerlifters anymore mm. full stop Okay, so if you're listening to this, I can't remember your name. Uh, maybe it, it might, this podcast tends to get around the My Protein group. Um, so the reason being, right, so a rack pull, first of all, prob- so the two clients she was using, like one person, uh, there was a 70-year-old lad who was, grad- they, she was gradually getting the person closer to the floor. I think that was what they mm. were doing. Okay, so a rack pull is a hinge, perfectly fine. Perfectly fine if you want to make a hip hinge. They don't have to segregate the hinge from knee flexion. Just to put it out there. You can just squat the person. Absolutely fine. And you can single leg hinge the person in some sort of B stance or probably a bridge position. If they, I, I don't, I don't like that. Uh, the whole I'm getting them lower to the floor. Just do RDLs. Just, just do that movement. Just do RDLs and go. Don't you don't Absolutely need? Fine. Yeah. Um, it's like bringing the floor to them. All that kind of thing. And number two, yeah. um. Did the trap bar go missing? Why? Why are you using? Why are you using the rack? Um, space for I'm, I'm like all right. I'm not probably don't need a rack for this or like block pulls or something like that. Block pulls have their place for powerlifters, and then again, I don't really understand it because sometimes I didn't. I put them in sometimes, but I was an idiot. Um, it's the strongest part of anybody's lift. Yeah, because <laughs> that's like the strength I think, curve I think, goes. I think the thing, the thing with them, the thing that I, I, I think is is frustrating when I see that is it's there's no there's no stretch and shorten for a full range of any muscle group you know if it was no. like you know you know if you did a rack pull and and your back was like fully stretched out i'd be like okay cool i can understand why you want to do that and i and to a certain degree there's a lot of bodybuilders that kind of use it at some of the higher levels because they want to um, build a dense upper back, thick, dense upper back. back. And the thing, the thing is that they always combine it with their lap pull downs, their rows, you know, all that sort of stuff. And it's like, well, yeah. 
is it that or or is it the rose and the like pull downs? Um, <laughs> it's it's definitely like like you. I agree with you. Like I've had people before who wanted you know powerlifters and stuff like that and all this sort of thing. And there's an element to that you could argue that if the rack pull is from a low enough position, it's almost like getting them prepared to be able to lift that off the floor because they're used to holding the weight and gripping it and all that sort of stuff. I don't think that's a valid argument like uh, no. in the long term, but I think it's, it's, it's at least there's a tiny bit of rationale to it rather than just like that one, which is, Oh, I want them get them close to the floor. It's like, no, there's other ways of doing that. Like uh, in my opinion, it's um, just, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't no, do it. I'm so, like, all right. I, I wouldn't just, I just, I, if you're most of the gyms now, I would like say probably have a kettlebell that's fucking pretty heavy. So mm-hmm. I'm going to spend a hell of a lot of time. Guess what? Nobody, we know nobody needs to use a barbell. Nobody, apart from powerlifters and ollie lifters. And the barbell is a fairly inflexible piece of equipment. So it does not move around your body. So the kettlebell can, you can literally put it right in the middle of you and you might get more range and you yeah. turn that into a little more of a quaddy, squatty kind of deadlift, which is absolutely fine. You can still hit terminal hip extension and bring them slightly, use a Reebok step and you bring it slightly closer. And I'm like, I'm going to guess this person who is using rack pulls at the age of 70, can they deadlift or block deadlift, like slightly high end, the heaviest kettlebells in the gym, two kettlebell deadlift. Can they do that? Then they've got no business doing rack pulls. I don't understand. Oh, mm-hmm. so yeah. there no, are I agree. things I wouldn't. to do. So I have not, uh, I have not programmed rack pulls and I would say uh, there are better uses of my time to get to the achieved oh. goal, which is what perceived. So. I'll add in mine as well. Um, okay, so that's this, my which one. You, which you one. may, which you may already have. Go, go but it's, kind of, it's, it's kind of similar. Is the barbell bent over row? That is that. one. Um, that is number. Yes. That, so number there one was rack pull. Just, my number three was the barbell bent over row. Yeah. Just a waste again. Like the amount of the amount of lower back um, strain and stuff like that you're putting on there for 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 a movement that you could do any other way. Even if you did it <laughs> knee supported. Even if you did it knee supported with one arm. There's less, a lot less straining lower back. Again, a lot of people, their lower backs can't take huge amounts of load anyway. I'd rather deadlift it if they're going to put lower back under any sort of strain. I'd rather use it for that, you know, that kind of thing. Um, machine rows, cable rows, this that pulled out. There's so many other better ways to train your back than doing barbell bent over rows. Um, it's, and yeah, it's the, it's yeah. The, it's, and like you said, the, the range is also of... inflexible. It's the, it's the way it's done and the look of it. I'm like, nah, just, just sack that off completely. Just don't, yeah, don't and it's it. like, all right, well, we can do better things, like a, like a T-bar landmine row kind of thing. That's fine because it's got that support yeah. that you're rowing back into. You still, but and you're still. If the the only argument for me for the bent over row is to get somebody isometrically hinging, that's yeah. if that is important to you for some weird reason, <laughs> I don't really care. Um, to build would be a weird reason. So. Like the only rationale is for erector stability. Okay, you want isometric spinal erector stability. That, in my mm-hmm. eyes, is what the bent over row does, and it's combining it with a row. The bent over row sits in the same category as me for an isometric contraction around the core and spinal column, right? Just like I would do bird dog rows. Just like I do, like um, what the fucking thing? I did them today. Um, side plank rows on a cable, that kind of stuff. And then like normal plank rows, like overhead. Cool, it sits there because it's an erect spine and like spinal in, like injury, injury waiting to happen, but row under a little bit of load and they just look like shit most of the mm-hmm. time. And it's super hard. 
because it's a barbell straight away. <laughs> People do them yep. really upright and you're like, no, 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 no. Reach terminal hip extension, okay, <laughs> with a little soft knee and your hamstrings should be fucking singing. Like they should be yeah. on to hell. Like most girls can reach, ter- that won't need to reach terminal hip extension before they hit horizontal, basically. That's the unfortunate scenario for them is they don't probably need it. Um, and they can train their back. But if you're training for your back, what you did, what are you doing? Like that is not getting you a better back whatsoever. <laughs> it's yeah. a weird, weird one. All right. So I go, so that was, that was one of your ones. Mm. All right. So again, unfortunately the barbell gets slagged off here so much, um, but the barbell, it's I use barbells. Hurt. It's fine. I get, I use barbells. Absolutely fine. But it's just knowing when to, and for, I'm saying for our my demographic that I train, I tend not to use a barbell overhead press. So I am talking bilateral barbell overhead press. I tend not yeah. to use them. Um, it is, like I said, the biggest uh, area of, let's say, red flagging for mo- like the general population. So in boils, Stephen Briglow has only ever done four or five people have managed overhead press in his life. Like that's how harsh they are on clearing people to overhead press. Um, Does not mean that is normal. I would say 20% of the population probably can overhead press properly to a good ability. And then most of them should be sticking with landmine pressing. Um, And maybe we look at more incliney kind of pressing more than anything else. Other than yeah. that, I think yeah. I think my clients must get pissed off with me because when I program shoulder press, it's only ever, usually, anyway, half kneel in position, single arm. Correct. And they get through their next plan and then I'm like, yeah, that's what you can do again. Or that I sometimes give them a standing single arm variation because it's a little bit different, but the same sort of thing. Um, but I agree, yeah, I don't do barbell. I don't even think I've got it as an option on my on my spreadsheet to be able to pick. Yeah. I don't even so... don't even do that. It's just the yeah. reason why the barbell does not move around the head. The head has to move around the barbell and the barbell yeah. doesn't move with the shoulders very well because you're in a fixed position. So believe it or not, when you're in a fixed position, whatever happens at your wrist does correlate to what happens at your shoulder and the fixed mm. position, your shoulder goes, mm, this, I don't really like this that much. So again, mm. I'm speaking from like strong men, powerlifters, tend to do them because they need to tax out their anterior delt quite a lot for bench pressing. Um, and then like a strong man and ollie lifters, absolutely fine. Cool. Cause they have to go overhead for their sport with a barbell. That's the, literally the only population. So I tend to use kettlebells and dumbbells and landmines. thousand percent there. So one. you can play around, but I've started doing, cause I was getting bored of myself programming single arm kneeling and stuff. So I started doing this guy. Like the alternate okay, cool. Yeah, like I'm gonna write that one down. My clients, my clients, my clients, fucking hell, I'm gonna write now. Listen to this. Right. Yeah, so that's yeah, it. Yeah. alternate overhead pressing. It's pretty taxing. Like I'm like, shit. And yeah, when like anything that. you do alternate, it takes a fucking age. You're like yeah. eight reps each side. You can't get gassed out. No, you gas because it's you don't get the little rest from switching from side to side. My you clients know. hate the Dark. um. They they hate my clients hate Z press as well. All of them hate Z press. press. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, I love a Z press. I do yeah, like a Z yeah. press because because I'm like all of a sudden like I can't lift as heavy as I used to. I'm like ah yeah because you're yeah, using yeah. your back before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I've got another one. I've got another one, Tom. I've got another one. Um, it may be on here. It may not be. Just a bog standard for time plank. 
Interesting. I've not got that written down. But we'll so I don't, as, as, an, as an online coach, I don't trust my clients enough. Sorry, clients, to do a plank properly. <laughs> no, um, like no chance. I would do, I would, if I was in person with people, I'd be doing RKC planks for fun with a lot of people yeah. for fun. I do not trust a single one of my clients to do it with the intensity required in a position required. I think there's better alternatives. So I would do, I sometimes do normal planks, but with like arm reaches or things like that, where they kind of require some sort of stability in the movement and it's going to get them thinking, but never just uh, on your elbows, looking at your timer. Like I just don't, I don't program it because I think, I know Ben Bruno does it, doesn't he? He does the whole, if you're on your phone for longer than a minute, you have to be in a plank position. And I kind of think, yeah, it's kind of a bit funny and it's obviously a bit more of a thing, a, a jokey thing. I do side planks too, to be fair. They're okay. I'm a bit more okay with those because again, a bit more taxing, all that sort of stuff. But I just think the normal plank, people just butcher it so much with their lower back and what the, how they do it and stuff like that. Um, I just yeah. don't program it. I don't program it. I think there's better core exercises to do. I think we've evolved, you know, from the plank. Um, so to be honest. I, I, I would concur. I do program them still. Um, they do sit in a place, but they're usually in conjunction with some other stuff. Um, and yeah, I'm in person. So I can get somebody to fucking tilt their pelvis underneath and like yeah. properly tuck up. I can rock them around. Shake them, move them. Yeah. So if yeah. anybody doesn't know like how to actually set up a plank, it's not just get in that position. It's like you get in the kind of, basically your elbow needs to be directly underneath your shoulder. You're in your like forearm position, but you have not lifted your, like you get your feet in your position, but your knees are on the floor. And you basically, you dig your feet hard, hard, hard into the ground. You tuck under your pelvis as hard and hip extend as hard as you fucking can. And then mm -hmm. you basically breathe out really hard, lift up and then drag your elbows as if they're going to drag the, everything in the floor in between you and your feet together. Imagine you've got a piece of paper and you're scrunching it up by pushing your hands together. That's how it should feel like. And if you are not shaking within five to 10 seconds, doing it wrong. Indeed. <laughs> uh, all right. This one, backwards and forwards, playing, playing exercises we don't use anymore, tennis. Um, so this one's a weird one, actually. And I don't, I don't honestly know why I've gone away from it so much. And I, and I had to double check myself and I haven't programmed this for an incredibly long time, is a face pull. Okay. And this one's a controversial one because it's not a bad exercise. It's not something that you definitely go, well, that's a pile of shit. Um, mm. And I would, I may have a problem with doing it for online clients because this might be, an, again, another trust issue. And maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's the standing face I don't like that much. I prefer the half kneeling mm. position always mm. because guess what? When people are in half kneeling, their pelvis doesn't fly fucking around. Um mm. So I'm not too sure. I think I know why I don't do it as much anymore because I've gone away from um, limiting thoracic uh, rotation as much. And I've, I've allowed thoracic rotation to happen more during maybe single arm pulling movements. And I think that's important. Um, and I tend to do like more single arm cable rows in different positions instead of, I think it's the bilateral nature of it. And mm. that... And more the the fucking annoying, and I've said it when I was a like a younger trainer is, imagine pincing a pencil between your shoulder blades. Don't do that because your shoulders go in the wrong place. Like you want them down, yeah. put them down. 
don't pinch yeah. a pencil because you know what that is it's just like your shoulder blades crushing the muscle together and it that's that's just going to be sore and annoying and fairly dysfunctional because you have to raise so they want to go down shoulder blades are built to go down um yeah face pulls down weird one yeah, I, I still program them, but I agree with you. The more I think about it, the more I think actually are uh, my clients doing it properly how I want them to? Probably not. Like, not. <laughs> um, like so, so face, face pulls, right, but... face pulls when you're doing and standing in a bilateral stance, not a kind of a kickstand or a B stance, are normally yeah. done wrong. Normally done with way too much kind of yank kind of thing, yeah. right? That's my issue with it, I feel. I'm scared. Yeah, of that I don't happening. know. I, I, I don't know if you'd think the same about band pull aparts and that whole thing. Again, I, I find it with band pull aparts, it's easier to keep your shoulders down because yeah. I, the way I sort of say, say to people with their band pull aparts is keep the, keep the band sort of below your nipple line. And all yeah, of a sudden, yeah. it's much easier for them to kind of hold that shoulders down position than if they're up. They're kind of doing a similar movement, but you know their shoulders will be up in a face, but I guarantee yeah, majority of my clients to. will be. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where I, I would I would change that and, and have changed that before with people. Um, but I agree with you. I think it's that. But then I also wouldn't trust them to do a single arm like higher row as much. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of an odd one, isn't it? With that, I think term. it's because I do it with like a step. And I, I'm increasing rotation sometimes to happen. And then I've got yeah. the anti-rotational shit in there. So I'm like, why am I yeah. doing another pull, which is against rotation, when a pull essentially enables me to have more thoracic rotation. So I'm using it. I usually use like a pulling exercise in my, in really, I'm picking the pulling exercise based off, does it T-spine rotate or doesn't it? I don't really use it as like, this is my pull exercise the way I look at mm. programming. I'm like, all right, do I want to limit rotation or do I enhance rotation? What is my goal of this pull? Because essentially mm. when we pull things, that's what we've got to do unilaterally. We've got to limit rotation somehow. Like, yeah. Weird how it evolves. Probably I was always thinking about, oh, it's just a row of some sort and I'm really training my back. And now I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm looking at T-spine rotation because that's probably what is way more important for this person or most of the population because they don't tend to move like this. And it's probably one of the most uncomfortable positions to be is locked up in your T-spine. It's built to move lots. Um, mm. Yeah. Was that me or was that you? That was me. That was, it's you next to me. Um, anything else? I haven't. I can't. Remember, I don't know if I have or not. I, I may have done, but I do steer away from it as much as possible because there's far better options. Is just like a barbell curl, just like a straight bar curl. Like again, I know you wouldn't do that for many of your clients anyway, but there's actually hey. a, a lot more. <laughs> a lot more. There's a lot more benefit, for example, to doing like incline seated where your biceps in a stretch position or cable where it's in a stretch position, single arm stuff and allowing you to focus more. Whereas with the barbell, you do get a bit more swinging, a bit more shoulder involved. People go too heavy because they can hold it and their shoulders help out a little bit. Whereas when you go single arm, all of a sudden yeah. it's like, I can't lift too high, it's heavy. I have to think about the movement. So I've naturally just not programmed quite as much of them, I think. It's probably the one of the main ones. Mm. That's fair. I don't program a lot of barbell curls ever. Um, I don't yeah. program. I thought you do in your, in your in your training anyway. <laughs> no, but, I don't program a lot yeah. of curls. If I'm really honest, um, I allow curls usually in my conditioning, so it will be a yeah. a plus thing. I'll be like, you're allowed to do your tricep and your bicep extensions or whatever. You can 
you can bicep extend if you really want to. Might do, won't do much. Um, but yeah, I kind of just allow it. I'm like, yeah, you can do that whilst you're resting from doing your assault bike 10 second like yeah. killers or stuff like that. Yeah, it's a weird one because not a lot of people come to me and go, I really want Jack to try like biceps and triceps, Tom. Like, I, this is what I really like want to me. So, I have one yeah. lady who uh, is just like, yeah, I have to put in extra glute work and extra like bicep and tricep work because she's like, I want really cool arms and really cool boots. And I'm like, all right, I'll give you that, but you're doing the rest of my shit. Okay. I'm making you a functioning mm. human because you've got two children to keep up with. Um, yeah. yeah, and if you turn around and be like, I'm so tired because I can't chase my chips anymore, I'm like, then I'm gonna get it in the neck, all right? So, my last one, and again, this is controversial because I know you, I know you use it frequently, Ooh. and this, this is a, a, uh, a, this is directly correlated to probably in person and the methodology I use against, and I definitely would use it but it's just the clientele I have currently. And for the last two years, I haven't had to. And you know, mm -hmm. I use it is a leg press. Oh yeah. That's, that's again, like you said, that's just bang for your book in person training. And if I was in person, I probably wouldn't. It, it's more a case of it's for an online coach. It's probably a little bit more like, actually, I know that that's one thing you can do without me being there quite comfortably and probably push hard and all those sorts of things. Um, so yeah, I, I completely get where you're coming mm -hmm. from with that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a weird one because it's just like I know I've I've definitely used it in person before, but it's usually to blitz a muscle group or to end, or because mm. there's a I'm probably doing unilateral lifting or something like that. Um, or I'm looking after a person's back quite particularly, or stuff like that. It's just yeah. the the issue with the leg press, and no matter which you can have the best leg presses and build them in the world, like hack squat, whatever's all this bullshit, it's just the range. It's just the range of the squat and I'm like, uh, for my time and I want to be able to let this human kind of function outside of here, if they can't function on a press for the best of my like deep thinking about it, I just, I just know it doesn't correlate particularly well into squatting and stuff. Obviously mm. there's strength that carries over a certain minute, but like from a proprioceptive point of view, it's just like, yeah, it's not going, it's not, it's not happening for me. I just can't get my yeah. head around that. I can't do it. No. Yeah, unfortunately. All right, last one, mate. You got one more? Is there uh, anything else? Or you're like, no, I've programmed every single exercise I've ever done for the last uh, 18 months now. I think, what else is there? Um, <laughs> That's it. We covered all the exercises, seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, no, you haven't programmed, because, you, because you probably haven't programmed them. You're like, oh, I don't yeah. really know what, uh, what, what would not yeah. resonate in my, in my head. Or like you maybe look at some people and go, actually, I don't do that very often anymore or stuff like that. No. Yeah, there's not, I can't think of anything, uh, obviously. But... Nice, there's seven. We put up mm. I think that's interesting. I'll make a little post about that. I think stuff that we don't use anymore um during the week and get absolute trolled they'll be like well Tom you don't do that oh my god yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, all right cool good argument <laughs> yeah that sounds uh, real good yeah. hold on mate <laughs> <laughs> all right um any other business daniel strong episode not from me oh. not from me he's dan's no, no covid he's strong he's full of protein Free. 
over three. He's allowed out of his room. It is great. He's still in his room voluntarily. So yeah, Laura, <laughs> came, left Laura messaged me was like, yeah, he's, it's been great since he's been in there. So yeah, you come around. They're not in the house anymore. The only thing is lacking That's is hard. cooking. I bet she didn't like it because you couldn't cook for her. Yeah. Definitely, I reckon. I reckon that was definitely a thing. It was like, oh, we can let him out at dinner time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, bet Isab- I bet Isabel wanted that more than anybody else, actually. Laura think, could probably yeah. get away with it because she's like, I'm, I was used to eating like this for 30 years before eating I had sandwiches. Um, That's it, <laughs> and then Isabel's like, I remember what vegetables look like. Oh, good. That's it. <laughs> Unbelievable. That poor girl. Lovely. That's why she was uh, so happy when I came out. Isabel was the happiest when I came out, I think. And that's probably why she just nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more just like eating, I don't know, what are they? I don't know, lunch of dairy lunchables and just be like, there's your dinner. What? Yeah, that was probably it. <laughs> <you're right>. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a dream. All right. Um, no other business from me. Obviously, go listen to our other shows, I guess. License Banner, always always, always there. Um, PT Collective Podcast. Myself and Luke have just recorded a batch, so they'll be coming in your ear holes every Wednesday. That's uh, good. There you go. Yeah. Um, there's nothing else from me other than um, I'm taking on clients at the moment, so if anyone does want to lose weight, they do want to gain muscle, and they want to absolutely smash their training from here on in and not have to do planks then here <laughs> i am if you need me um but yeah just let just let people know if they're listening long time listener if you've been sat there a long time listener thinking oh i probably should maybe i should should yeah, i long time listener first time caller yeah that's why it's the just, yeah 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 <laughs> just uh just message me just reach out let's have a chat and see if i can help see what your goals are there you go easy wonderful all right thanks for listening guys we'll catch you, catch you later, later.